Are you chosen? Do you believe in a chosen one or chosen people? Perhaps do you believe that the idea of chosenness is dangerous and perhaps leads to division, hatred, bigotry, and violence? What is the origin of the idea of chosenness? These are all topics that are too big for the amount of time I have to discuss them, but they are addressed in Joel Kaminsky's book, Yet Jacob I Have Loved, in his study of the biblical idea of election, the idea that God chooses certain individuals or people groups in the arc of salvation history. In Genesis chapter 12, Abram is called out of Ur of the Chaldees to go to a new land, as we will later find Canaan. There, God will make of him a mighty nation. He will bless those who bless him and curse those who curse him. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. We discover that this covenant family through Isaac and Jacob will continue to go down through the centuries, preserving the memory of this covenant. The Hebrew Bible continues to pursue these ideas, and they are developed later on in the New Testament or New Covenant, expanding these promises to the Gentiles. And so the question in Kaminsky's view is, what has happened to this idea of election? It seems to be everywhere. Kaminsky doesn't mention this, but the chosen one or chosen people motif is often found in fiction, from The Lord of the Rings to Harry Potter to even the way in which we treat sometimes our public leaders or officials. And yet this idea biblically has come often under attack in an age of religious pluralism and times of multicultural diversity, so much so that ideas of chosenness are often downplayed deliberately in philosophical and theological circles. Kaminsky traces this to the 18th century reaction against the wars of religion that occurred as a result of the Reformation in the 16th century. Generations fought each other in bloody civil wars to determine who had the correct theology, who had the monopoly on the understanding of who and what God is. And so figures like Spinoza downplayed the idea of the uniqueness even of the Jewish people and Jewish covenant, stating that the covenant promises made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were, in Kaminsky's summary, not absolute. Therefore, everyone was kind of chosen. And of course, you have the work of Immanuel Kant, who reduced Christianity out of the new covenant and into a moral series of beliefs, ethical teachings that one simply could believe to live a good and moral life. Isn't that what religion is all about? A personal note, I find Kaminsky's critiquing of Spinoza and his critiquing of the work of Immanuel Kant to be very, very apt. Um, It is easy to reduce the text of the Bible according to our current socio-political and ideological trends. But it's so much more enriching to let the text speak for itself rather than trying to cage it into our own ideological boxes. So what we find in this summary, it's not even so much a critique as it is a summary, Kaminsky then proceeds to say, well, in light of all this, 
is there really room for election? And what does it mean in the Bible? He breaks down in three categories, ideas of election. The elect, those whom God has deliberately chosen for a purpose or a task. The non-elect, so we think of figures in the Bible who are equally blessed. God chose Jacob, and yet Esau is blessed often in proximity to Jacob. He becomes the father of a great house. The same thing could be said for Ishmael in the Hebrew Bible. He also is blessed, even if Ishmael is not the chosen. So they're non-chosen, but they are still blessed by God. And the anti-elect, those such as the Canaanites who are seen as devoted to utter and total destruction. Those seemingly, in the text, according to Kaminsky's summary, who, according to the Hebrew Bible, seem to be simply anathema. Perhaps that is the most problematic of all those theological concepts. And the question is, you know, do we see this kind of process potentially at work in the world today, or can we see it as applicable in contemporary theology? And of course, Kaminsky goes at great length to discuss Cain and Abel as one of these archetypical narratives. Had I more time to discuss it, I could easily give a whole miniature lecture on that. But to summarize, the idea of God's unique choice of me and you, and God's unique choice of the church speaking as a Christian, is something which hinges upon, in my understanding, the fact that every individual is made in the image and likeness of God. Therefore, in some sense, all of humanity is elect and that we are image bearers for God. So, whether we're talking about an atheist, a practitioner of Judaism, a Christian of a different denomination, all are made in the image and likeness of God. So, I do see that in Genesis, that collectiveness. However, uniquely, the Jewish people throughout all time and space were given the unique covenant of sharing that Abrahamic relationship with the monotheistic God with the world. And rather than saying, as some have in supersessionism, the belief that the church has replaced Israel, rather than claiming that, I see in particularly Romans chapter 9 and plenty of other sources, this belief that we are grafted into the same olive tree and that what we see in the new covenant is an expansion of the old and a fulfillment of the old. And therefore, rather than speaking even of old and new, which I think could be sometimes quite problematic, it's more of an organic process of building on the foundations that have come before and seeing in the words of John Paul II uh, from Roman Catholicism, our relationship that sibling relationship with Judaism as one of of great continuity, deep continuity. And so, just as I can say that we are all generally called uniquely, we do have different tasks and talents. So, for example, I am definitely not someone who is involved in a lot of medical work. I definitely would make a terrible dentist. The dentist on the street was given perhaps a charism, a gift, for that specific calling. Uh, I am much more uh, quick for rhetoric and for public speaking. 
I love giving talks. I love sharing ideas in public debates and forums. And so I have been given that unique charism or calling. The church collectively has been given a very unique and charism and calling to announce the gospel or evangelion, good news to the world, as we read in Matthew chapter 28. And of course, the central focus of the kingdom or the good news is the person of Jesus, who happens also to be Jewish. So there is a sense in which we have these unique callings. And just because one person has a different calling than me or you, doesn't mean that their calling is any less blessed. And so that distinction between uh, elect and non-elect And yet both receiving blessing in Kaminsky, I think, is a rather helpful distinction. So I would say that this concept of election is theologically relevant to the 21st century. It's actually just psychologically and practically relevant on so many different grounds. If I had to quickly conclude, I would simply argue that the idea of election should never ever be reduced because of this kind of enlightenment reductionism that Kaminsky mentions. One of the threatening qualities of contemporary trends is once again to try to relegate difficult problem passages in the Bible to the standards of the 21st century. Assuming that our own methodologies and approaches are bulletproof, when in reality, We need to let the biblical text speak for itself so that we can actually address it on its own terms and realize that our own beliefs, systems, and approaches are still in development. I mean, should the members of the 28th century judge the 21st by their own standards, hopefully they will have the hermeneutical honesty to understand us of our own time. And so when we see the eternal word of God expressed in history and in time, which is in flux, uh, I'm very eager with Kaminsky uh, just to let the text speak and then from there to develop our theological approaches. I believe that, for example, much could be said in terms of eschatology about the role in which some of these covenants might play out. And I think that there is a lot of room for us to explore the nuances and natures of covenants and election. So I hope that this has been somewhat informative and I look forward to exploring more of these materials soon. God bless you all.